0: In the meantime, just head over to Patreon.com/slash/TheWriterFiles. It's free to join Patreon to get a preview, and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreoncom slash files Help
1: us start something special. It's unfortunate because it kind of cheapens um, writing the book instead of a book right? You could Mm -hmm. write a book in a weekend, like a 50, 60 page ebook or whatever. But I'm interested in the book, meaning what is the book that draws on your years of expertise in the field or industry that you've attained it in? But also what are those milestones and like personal pivotal moments um, in the author's life and in your life that connect with the reader and embellish the teaching or the training or you know we're talking about nonfiction here but like how you how you have those stories and a narrative that delivers the content but also gives the reader this impression of like wow i really feel like i know this person i really connect with her i really resonate with his words
0: greetings scribes you are tuned into the writer files and i am your humble host kelton reed sending you positivity and prolificness per usual during these dark days here in the Northern Hemisphere. This week, the internationally bestselling author, publisher, and founder of Lifestyle Entrepreneurs Press, Jesse Krieger, took time to chat with me about disruptions to the publishing industry, the intersection of creativity and commerce, and marketing and promotion strategies for self-published authors. Jesse has signed publishing deals on two different continents and navigated the path to becoming a bestselling author twice. He's been featured on over 50 media outlets for his best-selling book, Lifestyle Entrepreneur. And he's also published 100-plus books during his six-year tenure as founder and publisher of Lifestyle Entrepreneurs Press, a boutique hybrid model publishing house. Their mission is to deliver a world-class publishing experience for authors, which they accomplish through their done-for-you publishing service, focused primarily on personal development, entrepreneurship, self-help, and healthy lifestyles. Through their unique distribution of sales models and a focus on helping authors through each phase of the journey, they strive to provide both higher quality work and resultant royalties. In this file, Jesse and I discussed how books get published, traditional versus hybrid publishing, why he doesn't recommend starting a publishing company, best practices for nonfiction authors thinking of writing a book, the most common mistakes he sees authors make, how to write a great book that will stand the test of time, why you can't anticipate where your audience will find you, and much more. Stay safe, stay sane out there. And if you're a fan of The Writer Files, please click subscribe to automatically see new interviews as soon as they're published, and leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts to help other writers find us. Yes, it's true, we're back on The Writer Files, and I am honored today to be joined by an uh, estimable guest today. I've got Jesse Krieger joining us. Thanks so much for taking the time, man. How are you? Uh, how are you surviving in this very interesting time in history?
1: But yeah, to your point, it's an interesting time to be in book publishing. From my perspective, um, it's a good time. <laughs> if I was running a bookstore, I'd have a different story. Yeah. But um, you know, as as we're recording this, there's been a lot of disruption in the bookstore and the retail trade. However. At the same time, there's been a huge surge in audiobook listenership and overall more people sort of coming to books as one way to find entertainment or education. Um, And so, if I'm totally honest, we've seen a lift uh, over this period, although it's kind of strange to experience that with so much other disruption taking place.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to talk about that and, and get into... You know, we were, you touched on it momentarily in our pre interview, but, um, just kind of the opportunities for creators and, uh, some of the trends that you're seeing in the industry. So, you know, just to wind the clock back a little bit as we do so often with guests, um, tell us a little bit about how you came to this kind of, as you describe it, this intersection of publishing and promotion, um, and of course you're sure. also you are also you have this unique perspective because you're an internationally best selling author, um, who is also um a successful entrepreneur. Of course you have your own um publishing company. So kind of give us the cliffs notes of how you came to this very interesting uh, you know, kind of these these path pathways to what you're doing today.
1: Sure. Yeah. It it is interesting. I mean, when you hear it all said out loud from uh my titles and position and whatnot. I try not to get carried away with it, but really I've just been solely focused on working with authors and publishing books for the last six years through Lifestyle Entrepreneurs Press. And before that, before I got into publishing, um, I wrote a book. I wrote a book. Originally it started as just sort of a guide to start an online business. But when I met my first publisher back in 2011, in Malaysia, no less, but <laughs> they sort of looked at what I was working on. And as I was starting to think, wow, maybe I actually want to like publish a book and have that be a next career step after, um, sort of always been an entrepreneur in some shape or form, but they they looked at what I wrote and they're like, this is interesting and it's good information, but you seem like you have an interesting life. Why don't you include more stories and like highlight the successes of other people that have built online businesses and had cool lifestyles. And that advice catalyzed rewriting the book to what became Lifestyle Entrepreneur. Live your dreams, Mm -hmm. ignite your passions, and run your business from anywhere in the world. And so I went through that process as an author, first in Malaysia, Singapore, and Southeast Asia, um, this was not an Amazon launch. There, was a print only. Hmm. Speaking at book book fairs, I toured around that region, um, and became the number two business bestseller in Southeast Asia uh, for for a moment in time. And that was a cool experience. Um, didn't make a ton of money, but it was a really interesting experience that got me thinking like how far can you go with this and sort of one thing led to another got my US publishing deal rewrote the book again it came out in 2014 and i thought everything was coming up aces but when it came out there it was kind of like crickets i was like uh oh where's all the people where is all the book sales yeah and it wasn't until after the fact i realized my my asian publisher had put a lot into uh, my book and the release. And I agreed to come over there and speak at events and stuff, but that didn't happen when it came out in the U S. So it was this existential moment of like, all right, do I claim victory and move on? Like the book did do well in one part of the world, or do I really hunker down and like figure out what book marketing and really how to have success as an author really works and just went deep into like, not only book marketing and eventually relaunched the book and became a bestseller here too. Uh, but then really sort of working with authors and advising aspiring authors and business owners, how a book can position you and your business um, for the next level of growth, as well as a book being a, writing a book as a transformational experience as the author. So it's kind of that intersection of like deep interpersonal work and very public-facing promotion of said work once it's done. It's definitely um, a,
0: a unique business model, and you know, kind of explain a little bit about um, the difference between, as you mentioned, you you started out in traditional publishing, and then, of course, you know what your what your business does for authors and entrepreneurs is to is kind of a is it, is it considered a hybrid? Um, or yeah, is, I would. yeah, yeah.
1: I, I would consider us a hybrid in the sense. And for anyone listening, that's that we have distribution. We have a distribution partner with Ingram, uh, which is one of the larger book providers in the world. So we are an actual publishing company as instead of like an author services company or a you know book launch strategist, or there's a lot of, other ways to play in the game of authors and books than actually publishing, but that's the route I kind of chose. And, uh, you know, if you asked me now, I wouldn't advise anybody to start a publishing company. (laughs) It's (laughs) one of the most like uphill battles you may ever fight. But um, in the long game and in the grand scheme of things, I just feel such a connection of purpose to like helping to build a lexicon of real useful information, knowledge, experience, and entertaining reads, good stories and page turners. And so that's sort of the nature of the work.
0: Earlier in the show, I mentioned an invaluable resource for writers. Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories based on three decades of writing, failing, and trying again. Just head over to patreon.com slash the writer files for bonus writing resources, monthly episode breakdowns, writer's happy hour, a community of your peers, ad free episodes and more. It's free to join to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash the writer files. Help us start something cool and special. Keep calm and write on. You know, I think it sounds to me like it's a per- like it's partly a personal journey for you. Um, Because you found something very rewarding about the work itself, and when you kind of talk about the interpersonal work of, you know, the the journey of creators and authors, um, yeah, I think sometimes so often what gets left uh, behind is that kind of uh, business mindset or business mentality. And I think talking to you today, um, it would be really useful to kind of mine some of your expertise in that field because you've seen so many different angles. And of course you, you tend to help, you know, your, your business primarily, I think focuses on business and entrepreneurship and personal development, Yes, that kind of stuff. Um, so you're not necessarily publishing fiction and poetry over there, but I think that some of the business takeaways and, and, you know, what we could get into ideally would be common pitfalls that authors make on the journey to, you know, they've got this great idea for a book, you know, as you said, it yeah. so often can be, you know, can boost your profile as an authority or, you know, can help to build your business. But you've also mentioned that, you know, it's not, it doesn't necessarily have to be that, you know, like 10 pound business card or whatever you, you hear so often
1: that cliche. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm against that. Like I'm the first to say your book is not a business card. Um, but, but it can be, your best business development tool. If, if it's given the proper attention and care, whereas like, yeah, you know, I, I get sort of activated because it's throwaway advice, like your books, your business card, just crank out a book in a weekend. And now you're an authority. And like, it's unfortunate because it kind of cheapens, um, writing the book instead of a book right? You could Mm -hmm. write a book in a weekend, like a 50, 60 page ebook or whatever. But I'm interested in the book, meaning what is the book that draws on your years of expertise in the field or industry that you've attained it in, but also what are those milestones and like personal pivotal moments um, in the author's life and in your life that connect with the reader and embellish the teaching or the training, or, you know, we're talking about nonfiction here, but like how you, how you have those stories and a narrative that delivers the content, but also gives the reader this impression of like, wow, I really feel like I know this person. I really connect with her. I really resonate with his words. And when you accomplish that, then the book really has its true purpose as business development tool and media Ticket onto media par excellence, right? And how do you get there? Well, we could go into that a little bit. Like my view overall is if you're a business owner, if you're thinking about writing a book, or if, if you just feel compelled to write a book, that's usually a good sign that you're meant to be doing it. But then where do you begin? I don't recommend starting at the beginning. Like, hey, yeah, I was Jesse and I was born in San Francisco in 1981. Like, nope, save that stuff for later. I think dive right into the meat of it, like right into the key idea, the key concept, the key perspective shift that you want to impart. And try and write something that's just the real juice, like the, the essence of what you want to say and start sort of there. Um, so if it's topical expertise, medical expertise, entrepreneurial advice, um, spiritual guidance, like start writing with what's going to move the needle for the reader and then expand the scope out to include the stories and sort of the more window dressing contextual content. Um, and one piece of advice on that, like if you, if you're doing work with clients, that's a good place to start when you're thinking about the structure of your book Think of your book as a transformational arc, meaning somebody discovers it, they're in one place in life, they're in one set of circumstances, and after reading your book, they have a different perspective, a new idea, a new motivation, you name it, a new awareness. Yeah. So then how do you bridge that? And drawing from the work that we do with our clients in whatever shape or form is a great way look at like, what are those milestones in the client work? What are those waypoints in bridging from where, where we meet them and where they come to us to where they want to get and where we can help take them. And that can become the chapter outline that can become the structure of the book. And then you can start to dress it up with like the actual content and get into the specifics. Yeah. So I don't know if that's what you were looking for. Absolutely. That's where I took it. (laughs) I I think, well, I think that's some
0: valuable information. And, you know, this is um, culled from your uh, years of of helping authors to do this, um, helping them to launch these books. But, um, yeah, I think to me, what you're describing and what, what, where that kind of, where these uh, circles meet so often is that as you, as you mentioned the kind of the transformational journey of um you know where where your audience is finding you and you know that's that kind of invaluable um intersection of like the marketing piece and the, you know the kind of the archetypal like hero's journey right
1: yeah um, like yeah i mean i would just jump in on that and say that like the publishing process is the intersection of creativity and commerce and the publisher brings more of the commercial side to the equation. Right. And so that's the perspective that we as a publisher bring to the author, whereas the author needs to bring the creativity and the idea and the, the passion for it. And then however much those two overlap is just the process. Um, so in any, in any event, I felt important to share in terms of like looking at publishing as separate from writing a great book, like yeah. the writing and creation process kind of stands on its own, although we all know it's connected to the bigger process, but right. it's so easy to psych ourselves out, like thinking about what we're going to say on Good Morning America when we're halfway through chapter one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. And, you know, I think so many authors come to, um, you know, that really frustrating or, you know, I mean, how many times do you hear someone say to you at a conference or, a um, even at a party, like, oh, I've got this great idea for a book. <laughs> and you know, what, what is your pat response when you hear that, you know, you're just out <laughs> hanging out
1: and so I got this great idea for a book. Can you help me write it? And you're like, yeah, so Oh, well, that that last part is very important. Can you help me write it? The answer is (laughs) no. I can advise, (laughs) I can support, I can give guidance. But I learned from experience to not get in the trenches and try and pull someone's story out of them. Yeah. And honestly, that's where a lot of the friction and any unpleasant experience I've had. In hindsight, I was too into the trenches with the author when I perhaps should have been holding a container and supporting and cheering them on, but not getting in the fight with them, so to speak. So but but to your question, yes, like if somebody if I say I'm a I run a book publishing company, that tends to be one of the most provocative things to say when someone asks what you do, because 70% of people, according to many statistics, have thought of writing a book. So We all know what comes next. Oh, my God, I've been thinking of writing a book. Uh My friend has this great idea. And maybe they do. (laughs) And maybe they do. And so there's like the excitement and enthusiasm around the idea of having a book or being an author. And the reality is it definitely is a process. It will require much of the author to see that through in the form that they probably get excited about at the front end, but like the rubber meets the road and that's where the real work takes place. The months of writing, editing, designing, marketing, planning, by the time it comes out, if you're not sick of the book, hallelujah. (laughs) And, and that's the game. It's like, you know, in creative industries, musicians experience this, right? By the time that song, their hit song is released, they've worked on that puppy for a long time. yeah. But then can you still be excited about it? Can you still recapture that initial excitement and enthusiasm when it's all said and done? And maybe you have some emotional scars, or you've healed some scars in the process. And now is your chance to actually share it with others. And I'm saying it in this way, because what I do see so often is people short circuit their process and sometimes self-sabotage it right before the finish line, which is really the starting line when the book comes out. And now the book's available for people to have their own experience with it and to tell you what they think of it and to tell you what they learned from it and how much it meant to them. Yeah. And it's hard to see that. It's almost impossible to see that in the writing stage and in the before you may have a publisher or even know how you're going to publish. But I, I, I just want to say, it's so worth it. And the letters I got from my own book and the reviews I read from other authors' books, when I know how much went into writing it, it is very rewarding, personally, as well as professionally, to to see it through.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, um, it's very interesting to hear kind of your your perspective on... Yeah, that again. It's just that intersection of your your know how about you know one one very important piece of you know where and how authors can take their take their big idea to the next level, um, at least in the in that nonfiction space. And um, yeah, talk a little bit about some of the things you're seeing, kind of from the marketing side. I know audiobooks are huge right now. Um, as you had kind of mentioned earlier, you know, business is booming, and this is a very strange time in history. Obviously, not a great time for indie uh, brick and mortars. Um, we're all feeling kind of the pinch from just um, I don't know, just being cooped up and in, in the uncertainty of the future. But yeah, talk a little bit about some yeah. of the more some of the more certain things that you're seeing about. Um, yeah, just what, what's on the horizon for self-publishing, um, done for you publishing and traditional publishing that we can't really, that we as, as, uh, you know, short-sighted, scared, (laughs) uh, writers can't necessarily see from our vantage point.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm biased because I think writers have one of the best vantage points, but in all, in all honesty, I think that's true. I think there's an opportunity to people are hungry for leadership. I'll say that people are starved for authenticity and whatever your experience is of what's happened in 2020. I think it's safe to say we'd all like a little more certainty, a little more sanity. Mm-hmm. Um, so authentic leadership really, and truth telling. And this has always been the role of authors and of publishers um, whether it's speaking truth to power or sharing a powerful testimony of one's own life experience, you know, there's a lot of creative liberties that you can take. And whether or not it's a book, you know, writing and publishing in any format, I, I just encourage um, because we can't anticipate where someone's at or what's going on in their life when they come across our work and our writing. And I just think there's a magic intersection of like somebody finding your book or a a blog piece you've written or a podcast episode that lands with them at just the right time where it moves the needle or helps them turn away from uh, a, a less desirable path that they were on in life. So I guess that's my encouragement. And in terms of like the different approaches to publishing, like for self-publishing, it's never been easier to bring a book to market. Uh, you can self-publish on Amazon, print-on-demand, digital, audiobook. Boom, you got it. That being said, you have to learn how to do all the other functions besides just writing a book to, to self-publish. Whereas on the other end of the spectrum, traditional, you can is like venture capital for books. If you go for a traditional, you want a traditional publisher to to write you in advance to give you money, in which case they're acquiring the majority, if not all, of the intellectual property for your book that may not even be written. And then you better believe they're going to want you to promote it and sell copies to earn out your advance and to make them money. And in the middle of the road is hybrid publishers like us, where we're in the author's corner. We support authors for months before their book's even published, but then we are their publisher. So those are kind of like the spectrum of options. One isn't right for every author, and different authors in different situations will gravitate towards one option more than the other, and I think that's fine. It's just good to have a healthy ecosystem of publishing and and readers and just that overall. Again, coming back to like spoken word audio,
0: and of course podcasts are bigger than ever, and they've crossed into the mainstream finally, um, but yeah, what are you? Is there any like? Do you have advice about the audiobook? I know you kind of mentioned it in the past.
1: Sure. Um, yeah. I yeah. Mean, the audiobook, you the audiobook is the book in audio format. So, like, just so that we're all clear, like, first you have the book written and a hundred percent edited, and then from there you just get a clean read of it. Either I, I always recommend the author narrate the audiobook because. Then you have the opportunity of spending four, five, eight hours in somebody's head in the yeah. most literal sense. Mm-hmm. And you can also get an audiobook produced at no upfront cost or do a revenue share through platforms like ACX. I I mean, I recommend if you've if you've written a book, there's no argument to not also do the audiobook version and have an audiobook version available. Um the inverse is not true. You can't just have an audiobook and not have a print or digital version. So I guess that's something to keep in mind as well. But it really is just a different format of the same IP, the same content.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line it's possible complex specialty care that cares about your roi it's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions that's wonder made possible learn more at evernorth.com wonder another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Well, talk, you know, we're on a podcast now. You've done quite a few podcast interviews in your, in your time. Um, but talk about, do you, do you have any... Opinion for authors about, you know, kind of in the run up to promoting the book launch um, about like what, what forms of, you know, kind of uh, content and content marketing stuff work best?
1: Yeah, I think my best advice really is sort of create a a pre-launch campaign, meaning let's say, assume for a second you're a business owner or nonfiction or you're a coach or you do client work and it's not a fiction or a poetry book, although those are great too. But (laughs) for anybody in that nonfiction category, think of how you can bundle up your book into a package that also features the way that you want to work with clients moving forward. And I'll give you some examples. So let's say if you pre-order 10 books and then that's like $150 or so, maybe you do like a 30 minute phone consultation and they also get like a digital bonus. Uh, Maybe if somebody pre-orders 25 books, you'll do like an hour consultation and give them uh, access to a training course of some sort and so on. You can go up to 50 book, a hundred book bundles. We've got an, an author who, you know, his audience is more like corporate and he does keynotes and works with fortune 500 type companies. He's selling a 250 book package that he does a webinar series and one-on-one coaching with the executive and each one of those that's 250 book sales, right? So as you get, as you structure a few different bundles that reflect what you want to be doing business-wise you put those all up on one page or or put those up in a way where people can see the different offers and opportunities, and then you lean into going public, meaning once you've got those different ways people can play beyond just pre-ordering a copy of the book, that's when you start promoting the book. That's when you really start announcing it so that it's sort of like, hey, guys, some of you know I've been working on a book for a while, and I'm excited to finally pull back the curtain and, and share what I've been working on. And here's a little bit about the book and what you're going to learn from and get out of it. And here's a few different exclusive opportunities to play and participate that, uh, that we're making available to celebrate you know, the unveiling of the book. So I'm just riffing off the top of my head, but you kind of get the idea that <laughs> if you're starting to announce the book and, and people are going to find out more about it, yeah. At a place where they see, wow, hey, instead of just getting the book, if I pre-order 10, I can jump on a call with the author. Certain number of people will take you up on that. And same is true for the higher packages as well. So that's one of the best ways to really get ahead of a book launch is to do a pre-launch campaign. Bundle up your business offers so that you're pre-selling books and delivering some service experience or product to the to the buyer But that puts the numbers up for the book so that whether you're self-publishing or you have a publisher, you're always in a good position to be pre-selling books before release. You'll get higher chart placement, if nothing else, for self-publishing. And with a publisher, we'll run these campaigns two, three months before the release date and then go back to all the retailers and say, hey, look at all these books that people are ordering. The book isn't even out yet. You guys should order way more. And that's the game. So, we we can turn you know 250 pre-orders into 700 to a thousand, but it so that's part of the process. Like, might have just gone down a rabbit hole, but that's some of my (laughs) best advice: is like emphasize the book. The book is the hook, and everything else that you can do for your reader, client, fan, that's the That's the business opportunity and the way to move a bunch of book sales and. Get some traction out of the gate with your book.
0: For sure, for sure. Um, yes, and and one of the um great rewards of uh having a podcast is the free consulting. I hope listeners are paying attention.
1: <laughs> Grab a pen,
0: rewind. Hey, same it.
1: thing with publishing. Same thing with <laughs> publishing. I learned so much from every book.
0: <laughs> um, well, um, are you still doing any writing yourself or uh you hang, hanging it up while you help other authors do their publishing work?
1: It's a great question. I've thought many times about writing a, another book. Um, and at the same time, I'm so addicted to the creative leverage I get by like doing deep work with 25, 30 plus authors a year. Yeah. That to me is just more fun than putting myself through the paces of writing a whole nother book <laughs> at the moment <laughs> yeah yeah I'm sure but I'll come back to it I, I love this format you know podcasts are my thing just speaking extemporaneously about topics with interesting people like yourself this is my modality where I shine more than even writing and I'm saying that as an author and a publisher but yeah I still write I've got a email audience and some people still read my stuff after five years. So that's cool. Uh, are great you? That. Will you <laughs> uh,
0: are you thinking about doing your own podcast or
1: I have so many times, Kelton, to be honest. And I don't know why. I've never really gotten it out of the gate, but if I started one five years ago, <laughs> right. that would have been a smart move.
0: <laughs> um well that would be a good one. Come back and let us know if you do. Well, uh, before we kind of wrap up with your final advice to uh, scribes out there who are, you know, just kind of trying to figure it all out, yeah, what do you think? uh, I don't know what's what's inspiring you right now. What's driving you? Do you have any books on your nightstand that are are uh, keeping you going during this very uh, challenging time?
1: Yeah, I am. I just I'm going to start rereading Catcher in the Rye and um, I'm having this renewed fascination with books that have been banned and uh-huh. uh, not to take a hard left towards the end of our interview but I <laughs> sense a growing air of censorship and I truly believe that one of my roles and duties as publisher is to maintain an environment of free speech and and information getting out so that's uh I'm doing a little tour back through banned books and having my own experience with that. But something exciting for scribes and authors that we really didn't touch on much in this interview, but certainly is available to anyone. I also run a platform called Publishizer.com. Uh-huh. And it's the crowdfunding platform for authors. It's really like the Kickstarter for books. And it's free to use. We have a, a team and I've created other resources that help you craft a pre-launch campaign. You don't even have to have your book yet. But even with an idea and the willingness to do a little hustle, we created a way for people to bring money in the door upfront before their book is written and certainly before you'd ever see book royalties on the tail end of the whole process. That's cool. So I'm excited for Publishizer.com and we do uh, contests. We've got one right now called The Future Of. So nice. basically asking authors to imagine the future of... You, you name it, <laughs>
0: future yeah, that's of technology,
1: cool. future of productivity, future of healthcare,
0: For sure. Um, well, we'll, point at publishizer.com and of course, lifestyle entrepreneurs, Um, where else do you want to point listeners, uh, to connect with you out there? You've got a great Instagram, Facebook, um, and you have your own, uh, home base there at jessie right? Yeah.
1: Um, I should be easy to find online. <laughs> yeah. um, I do. Y- you are. <laughs> appreciate the, uh, the opportunity, really, this has been a great conversation and anybody sure, that man. resonates with this, yeah, please get in touch and or pitch your idea at Publishizer and we'd love to help bring that book to life.
0: Right on, right on. So your closing uh shot of wisdom for writers on just how to keep going, how to uh, keep the faith during this uh, weird
1: time. Best advice is create some time to write. If it's first thing in the morning, do that. If it's right before bed, if it's on lunch break, carve out a little bit of time and give yourself the gift of having a sacred block of time where you're gonna engage in your craft. Because it's easy to get swept away in whatever is going on out there in the world, but sitting in your role as a creator and creating and writing. Um, you get to have a say in how the future plays out. So I would encourage you to just make time to stay engaged in your craft and not be distracted when there's so many ways to be distracted.
0: Yeah, infinite ways to be distracted and infinite ways to be uh, procrastinating that great idea. Um, So yeah, that's really great advice to to leave us on. Thanks so much for taking the time, Jesse. Uh, wish you the best of luck and stay safe out there.
1: Thanks so much, Colton. And thanks everyone for
0: listening. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of The Writer Files. And if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or a review to help other writers out there find us. You can always leave a comment or a question and visit the entire archives at writerfiles.fm, and you can chat with me on Twitter at Kelton Reed. Cheers. Talk to you next week.